Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. That's right. And tonight we're gonna be talking about something that I know I love, and that is guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> as far as movies go. As far as movies go, yes. Mo- horror movies in particular. This is a horror movie podcast. I don't know. What? <laughs> Wait, this isn't a Where cheese out of the can podcast. <laughs> no, I'm let's talk home. about other things though. Like I like, I really like, um, you know, a good Q-tipping in my ears. Ooh, I oh, I hate that. Oh, oh that no. is a guilty pleasure. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. When you like pull it out and it's all orange, and you're like, I oh, I gotcha. You put it in I hate the deep. sound of cotton <laughs> rubbing together. I no, like I just, that. I love it. Uh, you got to be really delicate. You can't, you can't jab it in there. But ooh, good, a good tipping. Yeah. Now, what kind good of podcast tip dip. is this again? <laughs> Just the tip. That'll do. Just That's all tip. you need. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. What other guilty pleasures? Let's see. Let's. Um... Oh, I like to hide really good treats from my children and <laughs> eat them when they're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret nothing. Mm. I'm trying to think if I have any guilty pleasures. See, I just Ooh. think. What? Go ahead. No. I got another. 80s love songs. No one's in the car. I put on like straight up soft rock AM gold 80s love songs oh, and I nice. fucking jam. I don't know. I'm trying to think what guilty pleasures I have. I, I have um, a hard time recognizing them anymore because it's been so long yeah. since I've been felt guilty about yeah, any of them. I don't know. I just, I, I this wave. This is my life now. Yeah, I wave that freak flag. <laughs> like, I really don't have much in the way of guilt. Oh, I'm like, yeah. That's, that's admirable, you guys. I had the student that is the president of the anime club tell me I needed to get a life the other day. So that, just to give you a frame of reference. Did you come back with, then you need to get laid? <laughs> no, I think I would have lost my job. That's if true. I did that. That's true. Um, yeah, so we're here today to talk about, we decided to pick some of our favorite guilty pleasure horror films. And even though horror itself can be sort of one big giant guilty pleasure, we all tried to rack our brains and find, you know. Agreed. We all picked one, and we subjected the other two to watch the movie. And I will say, spoiler alert, we actually really enjoyed all of our guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic, because we're never on the same page about anything on this podcast. So it's no. almost like we're not going to have anything to say. No, no, it'll be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> um, it'll just be a bunch of, like, back padding. Yeah, for everybody. Well. Like, yeah, well. yes, yes, yeah. this is this is a fun time. Thank you. And it was no, it, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> it was hard because I felt like like it was somewhat of a vulnerable thing to like to reveal something really corny that I love. Like it was like a trust fall, you know. Like what? Like I was nervous about you guys watching my pick because you know. What did you think we we're gonna do? No, I just like, you know this like fucking loser. <laughs> well, you know what though? There's there's something to be said because if you like a movie that you love so much that like your guilty pleasure movie, if we watch it and then we sit there and trash it and we hate it. Like, that always sucks. Like, when you get super excited to show somebody a movie. Sleepaway Camp 3. Oh, sorry. I had something in my throat. I'm sorry. And then they're just a-holes, and they make fun of it. And, like, they yell at you for wasting an hour and a half of your life that they're never going to get back. It kind of makes you feel a certain way. Jackie, I'm sorry. (laughs) Sleepaway Camp 2 is pretty good. Sleepaway Camp 3 is the best one. Yes. I respect your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I respectfully disagree. (laughs) No. 
But no, so yeah. I think no, there's there's a vulnerability because yeah. yeah, like we hated it. We sit here and trash it. You love that movie, and it's something you know. But luckily, we all very much enjoyed all of our picks. That's right. right. So I think we're going to start it off with Marissa's pick. Yes, that's right. And I chose the 1985 made-for-television movie, The Midnight Hour. And um, Jackie, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but can I? Can we all synopsize? I believe so. We can all synopsize our own. I think we should synopsize our own movie. Yeah, absolutely. Please go ahead. So in the sleepy town of Pitchford Cove, Phil and his friends decide to steal some costumes and have a little fun on Halloween night. They take it all to the graveyard where one of the descendants of one of the original witch trial participants, she was on the wrong side of the participation, of course, reads an incantation which accidentally brings back all of the dead to life. Now, in the story, all of the dead may be back, but only certain ones are evil, and the ones that are evil can make anybody else evil, too. So, naturally, madness ensues, and Phil and his friends, including the back from the dead but still hot as hell, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, um, (laughs) get to try to make all things right with the world. And it aired on November 1st, in 1985, which they missed, they missed the mark a little bit there, but that's okay. Oh, I'm wondering if that was like because it was on a Saturday or something or a Friday night. Yeah, it makes sense. Like I'm wondering if that's why they did it not on Halloween night. And uh, my brother recorded it off of the television, and I watched it every single day Aww. my whole childhood. That was my jam. So yeah, so there's my synopsis. That's crazy. I've never even heard of this movie until you brought Same. it up to me. Wow. Yeah, didn't okay. even know it existed. Jackie, I still don't know how you got away without me forcing you to watch it. When yeah, we I don't in know. College. I don't know. Um, right out the gate, when this movie starts, it is a who's who of who cares of <laughs> kind of yeah yeah. I mean, it's 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 from both the eighties and nineties. There are so many people that I just kept going back and forth to IMDb. You know, I got super excited to see Jordy LaForge yep. coming out. Red Foreman mm-hmm. coming out. The lead character, Phil, I was racking my brain because he looked so familiar. And it turns out he is the male romantic lead from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. He's the guy that dances with, uh, what's her name? <gasps> what? I can't think of, I don't remember. I don't oh, remember. Oh, that's awesome. But okay. yeah, like I, that's where I know him from. Because I, I looked up his IMDb and I didn't recognize anything else he did with the exception of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's got LeVar Burton and yep. Sherry Belafonte mm-hmm. and one of the um, Dick Deloises. Van Patten. Oh, yeah, uh, Dick Dom, Van Patten. Uh, Dick Peter. Van Patten. No, no it's uh, Dom DeLuise's kid or it something. Is. It What's is. Peter. It's Peter, Peter DeLuise. DeLuise. Yeah. yeah. The other one was in Gilmore Girls. Yes. Yeah. The, one of the, the DeLuises. The, no, the one from this one is in the Stargate TV series. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got he's right. he's the three sons. He's got Peter, David, and Michael DeLuise, and all three of them are actors. Yeah. And all three of them have been in any number of like you've seen them. This all. one was in Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Oh, was yeah. he? Mm-hmm. What you guys didn't watch that? What? Twenty One Jump Street? No, I watched the like the making fun of it remake. Oh my god, I love that I've show. Growing up, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, and so it was just a bunch of really random but minorly you know, recognizable celebrities. And mm-hmm. it also was from a pretty, it definitely is a universal set. And I know it's definitely the Gilmore Girls set. Oh, yeah. I, when you pointed that out on. and then I watched it, mm-hmm. you can it is 100%. It is Stars the, Hollow. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the town. I'm like, this looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. It is Stars Hollow. Which makes me giggle. Um, 
And then it's awesome. Like one of the things that I'm gonna just throw down as one of my favorite things is the soundtrack to this film. Mm. To me, it's just it's so awesome. It's got like all these classic uh, rock songs that you totally associate with Halloween. But it also has the Smiths' "How Soon Is Now" randomly thrown in yeah, there. Yeah, but they just—they <laughs> don't even let Morrissey sing. They just play the intro if over and over again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's the, right. the part where he starts singing. No, nope, no, no. You're right. I never realized that they never like. <laughs> and then it's got, of course, my favorite '80s random song. I'm dead. You're dying. Oh my god, the <laughs> dance break in this movie. I was so happy. Can uh, so. Watching this, it's available on YouTube, yeah. which is where we watched yeah, it. Yeah, definitely check it out. So I'm watching it on YouTube, and the dance break comes where Sherry Belafonte is singing, I'm dead, you're dying. And <laughs> it's, it's the 80s. It's, it's very 80s, but it's kind of like, it's a little bit slow. It's it's a cool dance number, but for being a dance number, it's slow. So um, I just sped up the playback to two times speed. <laughs> And then suddenly we have a snappy dance number at our hands. Oh my god, it's almost like a ska song. <laughs> but I love that Wolfman Jack is the like narrator of the I, film. That okay, honestly, I had my headphones on when I was watching, and that scared me because like I'm watching it. It's hey, the very it's beginning a of movie. Hour. Yeah, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's it's the midnight hour. It's the midnight hour. Oh, it's great. We're gonna play some rocking hits for all you boys and girls. <laughs> And it goes from like zero to 60 with Wolfman Jack and then immediately back to zero because he just screams the midnight hour yeah. and then it goes back to the regular movie. Yeah. And then we get more Wolfman Jack in the car. But yeah, when he just screams the midnight hour, I was peed a little bit because I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I keep peppering back. I got a question. How did he maintain like his status as a radio DJ for so long? His voice is like like the worst voice <laughs> ever. Him. Like, who would want to listen to that guy talk? Say, hey, we're going to listen to Smith's coming right up on his <laughs> next album. He's <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're right. No, well, man, Jack coming at you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I, but it also, like, I don't know, this movie has so much nostalgia for me um, just because of all of these things that I loved as a kid, too, like Halloween like when Cool Ghoul Zachary would do his show every Halloween in the New York radio stations, like it just reminded me of that too. Um, I do, however, also want to argue that this proves that horror can be PG and made for TV and still be fun. Like I think there are some effective, even like to this day, I will fully own up to the fact that the scene where they have to drive real slow and the guy's doing the opera song in the background mm -hmm. fucking creeps me out. I get literally since I was five years old, it scares me just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> It's so, it's so weird and random. It is. It's so is it random. Like the ice cream truck guy or something. Yeah, the guys like pouring the milk on top of the oh, yeah. oh, so zombies are like doing what they would have done in yeah. their normal life, and like so the like postman's like scratching at the door of the post office. Like it's I don't know. There's something, and then like when when Red Foreman turns around with his hand on fire, like mm -hmm. yeah. it's fucking creepy. Like and when you were five and in. You know, like on November 1st, sitting around with your brother by yourself while eating all your Halloween candy. I fucking scared the shit out of me. No, this is definitely a movie. I had never seen this. I think I had heard of this movie, but I've only heard of it because of you. Yeah. So I'd never seen this movie. But this is, after watching it, this is definitely a movie that I, I would have loved as a kid. Like this is, and between watching, between watching this movie and the movie that Nate had picked that we'll discuss later... I feel like, I don't know, it's almost like a timeline. Like, this is a movie as a kid that I would have loved, 
And then going through my pick and then Nate's pick, it's almost like the progression of me being, this is a movie that I would have loved as a kid. My movie is a movie that I loved, I did love and would have loved as a teenager. And then like college years, it would have been Nate's pick. Like our guilty pleasures are a progression for me of the kind of horror movies that I have always liked. But this was, this definitely would have been my jam as a kid. You heard it here first. I am the most mature one in this group. That's pretty, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to admit that I'm definitely the five-year-old of this yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> like, I'm the five-year-old, you're the tweet, and you're the angsty teenager, so that actually works out perfectly. Shut up, Mom. <laughs> God. Um, like one what I like. <laughs> so among, uh, you know, the dead, the dead begins to rise, right. and there are zombies. There are serial killers that come back as mm-hmm. zombies. There's really pretty Sandy who comes back perfectly right. fine because mm-hmm. she's really pretty Sandy. Mm-hmm. And then there's this uh, one zombie that come back that comes back. Um, typical zombie look. And in the credits, he's listed. The character name is Ghoul. Mm-hmm. So he's very funny. Um, popcorn. He, yeah, he goes to the party. He Ooh. eats popcorn. He starts to make out he with another out. zombie. He's a zombie that forgets that he's a zombie once he gets yeah. to the party. He's yeah. like, oh, wait, popcorn, and I can make out with another yeah. zombie girl? Yeah. He's the one, he's walking around with a newspaper at one point, yeah. reading he it, and he gets hit by a car, and then, like, grumpily, like, puts the newspaper under his arm, like, oh, you damn crazy kids. So I'm looking, so I go and I look on IMDb again. And it's, uh, oh, Frig, what's his name? Uh, it turns out it is Mark Blankfield, most, most I think, known as Blinken from Men in Tights. Yeah. And, and like, the, that whole zombie calls to this, like, kind of complicated, subtle theme of the film that, like, not everybody who comes back from the dead is evil. They're all just out to kind of, like, do what they did in their real lives. It isn't until they get touched by evil, as she reads in the incantation, that they actually do become um, evil because... Uh, either the serial killer zombie or the vampire witch lady mm-hmm. or the werewolf have to get them right. in order for them to become evil too because most of them are just there to chill. Yeah. Like, All the zombies are just hanging out at the party and awesome. everyone just thinks they're other like teenagers. They're like, whatever. But to be fair, holy shit, those people at that party had elaborate costumes for a bunch of high school kids. Yeah, well... I mean, I don't think any of those kids are in the right frame of mind because they're all hanging out with that substitute teacher, like all trying to like make out with her and stuff. Oh my God. Like clearly, like I don't, I didn't see any alcohol being distributed, being uh, like handed out. But I'm pretty sure someone was sneaking some some drinks. Oh, totally. Somebody spiked the punch. Somebody and was doing something. That that bitch was the worst. Miss Jensen was the worst substitute teacher. She's like worse than a made for TV movie. Oh wait, this wasn't made for TV movie, but you know what I mean, like a lifetime movie. I just don't understand why she's. Like, she's the substitute teacher, and in class, she's all strict, like, okay, you know, like, no class clowns, like, let's get down to business, we're going to do the lesson as the lesson plans indicate. And then suddenly she shows up at a student's party, mm-hmm. and is like, I'm the chaperone, where is the alcohol? Oh, no, she would definitely make the news <laughs> today. She's definitely one of those women who, like, sleeps with a 13-year-old and makes the news. No um, one even knew her. She was a substitute I teacher. I so, like, nobody ever who put, her, who put her in charge? I don't understand. Yeah, like, wh- obviously, like, was <laughs> cool. she invited to the party? Did she crash the party? Should she be arrested? But yes. her David Bowie costume was pretty dope, though. <laughs> it was pretty dope, David Bowie. Uh, no, I thought it was... I thought it was a prince costume. No, she even says, yeah. I think she even makes mention to the... In her bad acting, yeah. she's like, I'm David Bowie. <laughs> I thought she looked more like April O'Neil, but that don't, I don't think the timeline works out quite <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I said, like I also love that the group of friends in the movie is such a random group of kids. Like You have like the cool jock guys, the really nerdy kid, the like 
hot like rock and roll chick like it was just cool that like i don't know like when i was a kid it it like was breakfast clubby in that way that like all these random people from different groups all hung out together and partied Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know i just love this movie yeah, I I'm was. I was. A, this is something that I will. I will revisit again. I thought it was really sweet. I liked how everybody. It all kind of worked out. Um, the Sandy. I like at the end with Sandy, how oh, even though she had to go, mm-hmm. like she kind of was like she. I feel like Sandy won't come back again because she was resolved. Sandy never got to fall in love because mm-hmm. she died too young, and then she meets Phil and she falls in love. He takes her V card. Oh wait, does he not? No. I'm sorry. I'm no, he doesn't. He just makes out with her. Maybe Dude, she's the aggressor. Boob. Oh yeah, she's one of, like, one she's of my notes. Real touchy. One of my notes real is, handsy. "Yo, Sandy, get it, girl," because she's right. like, "Let's go to make out point. Let's go in the back seat." And like suddenly, she's jamming yeah. her tongue down his throat, and I he's like, "All right, what's wrong with Phil?" He's like, oh, "I don't know." <laughs> he's still got to marry. Yeah, but you know what? I'm so glad that like Listen. she was like, "Where's Phil?" And they were like, "Oh, he left with that girl you or whatever." Talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, like you wouldn't talk to him. That's what you get, bitch. I know, but to be fair, the Frankenstein punk guy was hot. Eh. Way eh. hotter than Phil. He was 80s he hot. Was, he was dorky, but, he was like but if I was Phil... Hot. No, Phil and, was dorky. If I was Phil and this Phil. and this girl in, in like her cheerleader costume, was like, I'm going to hang out with you all night when your friends and the girl you like all diss you. You know, I'm like, all right, bye, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we'll make out all over this town. <laughs> And they do. Let's listen they to do. 50s doo-wop. I don't care. It's fucking Halloween. I loved it. Yeah. I, I love the sound, like the devil or angel when they slow yeah. dance. I love all those old doo-wop songs, too. Aww. Like, even at the very end when she plays Baby I'm Yours for him, I'm like, man, I love that oh, song. It was so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, this is based... Be- uh, so now, the plot of this movie is based around the fact that this town has a lot of history. There's the town legends and local lore. Where the towns where you guys grow up in, did you guys have anything like this where you had like local legends, uh, town lore, anything like that? Nothing as crazy as what was happening in this movie. We would like have like, well, it would be like more like, um, I'm trying to think. I know there's a movie where it's like, oh, I don't trust that old man. I mean, it's more like a Sandlot type deal. Like, those are the kind of urban legends that we had. We're like, Mom, I heard the person that lives in there kidnaps children and then, you know. <laughs> chops their feet off and and then he makes stockings out of them like that kind of thing like but nothing really i don't like there was a whole like crazy backstory with like salem witch trial and all that stuff like nothing we didn't have anything like that so my town itself because it was too much of a to have many urban legends <laughs> we did have um two things near us that were actually like made famous by weird new jersey because we had clinton road which was right by where I grew up, where it like there were all these legends, like there was a ghost on the bridge, and if you stopped your car there, like the devil would come. And then there was another one called the Gates of Hell, which was like this really creepy old bridge that if you drove through at night at exactly midnight, you would like see ghosts and stuff. So while my town itself had nothing going on good like that, all the neighboring towns had so many cool things. And North Jersey is actually like, like right in the area where I grew up is like the hotbed of all the OG weird New Jersey stuff. So, which we were sadly obsessed with for a while in college. So, oh, I know. We used to go up 
like closer to where you live just to like look for spooky ghosts and things. Yeah, there were so many up there, but it, they were all fun and everybody knew about them. And the gates of hell, like if you guys, I'll turn my laptop around, but it's a spooky, spooky. Oh yeah, I want to go there place. right now. Oh my Let's god, go. I wouldn't drive through there. You couldn't pay me. <laughs> we also I want right to walk through it. Oh god, I there's you couldn't pay me to go through there at night. I would put my pants. <laughs> um, it's like Ed. We have that little dwarf town. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. Up by me. Yeah, so we have tons of good urban legend stuff in my neck of the woods. But my town itself, I can't think no. of anything that was like, I wish we did. Um, and then in Lakehurst, the town that I grew up in during summers, we had the blint, the, the Hindenburg blip went down. Really? And right in my backyard. Huh. And so everybody in the town always had all these crazy-ass ghost stories because the temporary morgue that they set up for the Hindenburg disaster ran across the backyards of, like, the five houses on my block. What? And, yeah, there was always such crazy crap going on in those houses. And I got to be honest with you guys, to this day, I don't think you could pay me to stay alone in one of those basements for a long amount of time because I've never not had a creepy ass exp like experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even like sold on the notion of ghosts, but holy fuck, those houses were creepy. <laughs> Field trip. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about it. Aww. I we've, liked it. We've got, uh, where I grew up, we've got some some legends about the Jersey Devil. There is yes. actually there is actually chapter a chapter in a book called The, the Devil in Gipstown. No! Yeah. Um, and it's funny because so where uh, in my town behind the elementary school is where our, you know, football field is for like our town's football. Where you made out for the first time? Where, no. <laughs> oh, that's elementary school. That wouldn't Make add up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, behind right behind the, uh, the elementary school is where the football field is. It's where all of the T-ball and baseball fields and the canteen and all that is. And then across the street from all of that, I don't even know if it's still set up like this because we're going back to the early 90s. But across the street was where the tennis courts were. And right behind the tennis courts, there was just this patch of woods. And it's in that area that in the 50s, that's where there was like the Jersey Devil sightings in the whole nine. So I remember, you know, going to like tennis practice and if you hit your ball over the like the tennis court, like over the fence of the tennis court and into the woods, that ball's gone forever. Oh shit! Yeah, because who knows if the devil really was in there? Did you ever go back there? I would go to like the edge of the woods. You but never went in. No. Kids, I mean, wouldn't you have like parties in there all the time? I feel like with the Jersey Devil. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on, Nate. I know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> we're going to Gibstown. <laughs> we're going to G Town. Yeah. No, it's only about uh, fifteen minutes down the road from here. Yeah, it's, it's not very far. far. It's not far, but yeah. So Don't we had we had right we now. had the Jersey Devil. So yeah, that's that's our little claim to fame. As you're aware, I have a strange fascination with the Jersey Devil, and really do want to believe in my heart of hearts that yeah. Jimmy Leeds Devil slash Kangaroo slash Goat <laughs> slash Chupacabra lives in the the wooded well, you know hills what? of Although South I Jersey. Although I shouldn't really be afraid because there's not like there's really no documentation. Okay, I'm gonna go off the rails a little bit, but there's really no documentation. No of the Jersey Devil attacking a human. He's mostly attacking, if he's attacking, he's attacking farm animals and it's well, dogs and cows. Did he eat his siblings though? I, that's not the legend that we grew up on. Oh, I grew up on the, like his yeah. mom gave birth to him and then he like turned into a devil and ate everybody. Yeah. No, the, the legend that I grew up on is that Mrs. Leeds got pregnant with her 13th kid. She was like, ah, curse it, this child's the devil. She had the baby. And it came out like a little devil baby with like hooves and like little wings. And they locked him in the basement and they Aww. fed him scraps and stuff. But then he ended up escaping. 
and then just was like roaming the woods. Like was that was he like, or did he like? Oh my God, he, like, is he Timmy from yeah. South Park? I don't think so. But I just oh. I remember they, that that was the That's legend cool. that we I like grew that up one on. Better that than my it. legend. Yeah, yeah, I'd never I'd never heard of the. I, I mean, I've since then growing up, I've heard several versions of yeah. Of well, because, the story. like, every piney barren area has its own variation of the story, which I think is funny. Because, like, again, in Lakers, we were right near the Pine Barrens, right near, like, the Great Adventure area. And our version of the story is so different than yours, which is funny because it's, like, an hour away from each other, you know? Like, but we both claim he lives there. And yeah. we both claim he's in the woods. And that all we know is that he's half devil, half half horse. But nothing yeah. else is consistent other than that in all the stories. <laughs> it's funny, too, because he's one of, like, the few legends that no one's ever had any, like... Like with Bigfoot, they have footprints, and like with, um, you know, like uh, El Chupacabra, they find dead goats. Yeah. In the we don't have anything like no. that here in Jersey. We, we just make the shit yeah, up. Yeah, we have like it. sketches from 1854. Like that's right? what we have. We have, we have a Leeds family. Yeah, we. That's have. all we have. That's why I didn't even really hear about this when I was a kid. Yeah, not at all. Well, growing up around here, I feel like it was so big. Like yeah. I might have. Heard him name dropped once or twice, oh, but like no. that was he it. Was, that was something to be feared. Oh, like yeah. when we were little, like I used to be mm -hmm. afraid at night. Like we'd be driving home from somewhere, and I'd be in the back seat, and I would be looking out, and I was always afraid to look out the window, like at just the right moment to see him flying, like overhead. Like I don't know, like that was a fear of mine as a kid that like I would just look at the right time slash wrong time, and I would just see him. And, like, I was just so afraid to see him, like, flying overhead. Meanwhile, I would, like, stick my head on the glass <laughs> and, like, watch as we drove through the Pine Barrens. Like, please, I want to meet yeah, you. Take my me friend. With you. And you know what? Like I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out and, and direct you. After you listen to our podcast, go over to listen to the latest episode from last podcast on the left because they just did a really, really awesome episode on the Jersey Devil. I feel like they don't need us to give them <laughs> fucking props. Like, Probably not, but I'm just saying. I will eat my hat if it gets back to them. <laughs> because they are like literally getting paid six figures probably over They're at gross. fucking last podcast. But no, it was a really good, yeah. it was a really good and episode. And they are awesome, that podcast. Yes, very much hilarious. so. It was a good episode, yeah. so. If um, you want to know more about the Jersey Devil. Yeah, that's fair. And they always do such thorough research. They do. Too. Um, all right, you guys ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. All right. So next up, we are going to go to my pick, my guilty pleasure movie, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master. Bitch. <laughs> and we got one. We got a bitch in this we one. Did. We, we did. got I'm a bitch. So I was super, super excited that we got a bitch in this one. <laughs> so The Dream Master is the fourth installment from the Nightmare series. It's a little bit of a continuation from Part 3. Because we do have some some recurring characters that come back. Kincaid comes back. Mm -hmm. Joey comes back. I love Joey. Um, and then uh, what's her? Kristen. Kristen, thank you. Yeah. Kristen comes back. Unfortunately, not as not Patricia Arquette. Um, Tuesday. Wait, what's Tuesday this night? Name? Tuesday her name night. is Tuesday night. You want me to remember you? Have a name like Tuesday night, because I have that has been the nugget of trivia in my head for years. That the girl that stars in Nightmare 4 is named Tuesday Night. I believe she also sang the theme song. There's yeah. more than one person named Tuesday. What? Tuesday Weld. And she was in Once Upon a Time in America. She was also in New Nightmare. What? Yeah. She she played herself, apparently. She, we gotta watch New Nightmare again. That should be an episode, because I fucking love that oh, movie. Oh, that is such a good movie. Yeah. Her filmography says she played herself in um, New Nightmare. That's weird because she wait she played herself you know she played Tuesday night yeah. Yeah. Tuesday night as Tuesday night as Tuesday night in that's weird <laughs> new nightmare 
She was in a Fat Boys video. Because Fat Boys did the rap song at the end of this movie. What? <laughs> was no, the one guy not. just going, oh, 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 the <laughs> oh, whole but time? that's okay. That's, he does that constantly. There's entire songs where that one dude's just going, oh, 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 oh. That's called beatboxing. No, okay. that's called like Roy, Roy that's Sad called, beatboxing. That's called COPD. That's called, that's called sleep apnea. <laughs> I know you're number, I love that number movie one, with number the one disorderlies. disorderlies yes. Yeah, you're number one Fat Boys fan. I've always known this. I'm the president of their fan club. I'm pretty. Sure. I'm pretty sure it was Fat in the, the, the song club. at the end. The, they, there was a rap song at the end pretty of it. Sure. Look it up. Cut. It's Take an it upside back. your movie, there, kid. Okay. Night, nightmare four. So, Kristen, yeah. Kincaid, and Joey, we're back. We're all we're all hanging out in high school, and Kristen keeps dreaming, and the dreams are stirring up Freddie. She has the ability to call people into her dreams, so she's bringing those guys in. Well, guess what? Freddie comes back with some dog fire pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A dog pees fire on Freddie's bones, and suddenly that's the elixir of fucking life. If yeah. only I knew that that's yeah. all it took to resurrect the oh, one. Yeah. Who knew? That's, bit. that's what's in the cup. Fiery dog piss. At the pig. end of Indiana Jones, that's what's in the cup. Fiery <laughs> dog piss. <laughs> that's what's and in the holy grail. Yeah, the, the other guy. The mystery, you guys. Yeah. You did it. Freddy, so Freddy comes back. He kills Joey. He kills Kincaid. And right before he kills Kristen, she calls Alice into her dream and passes on her ability to call people into dreams. She gives that to Alice. So now Alice is Freddy's gateway to a whole bunch of new kids because Kristen was the last kid on Elm Street the, of the parents that burned him up. Kristen is supposed to be the last one. So now that Kristen is gone, but she brought Alice into the fold, now Freddie can get to other kids through Alice. And one by one, he's picking off all of her friends. And that's pretty much the plot of Nightmare yeah. 4. This movie, I feel like, goes... It kind of goes back and forth with really, really inventive kills, mm -hmm. like Sheila getting the mm -hmm. air sucked out of her, like Donna with Bruce the Mantel. amazing bug transformation, like mm -hmm. those. Yeah. But then you get... Some really simple kills, like Kincaid and Rick both just get Freddy Glove to the stomach. Yeah, but... Like, the same old, same old mm. Freddy Glove to the stomach. And, like, granted, with Rick's kill, it was... Freddy was invisible, and they were in the dojo. That was kind of interesting. And, like, it was... A, but it was still, like, I don't know. I feel... It, it just kind of went back and forth. Like, I thought Joey's kill was kind of inventive, with the waterbed, but mm -hmm. then we're also throwing it back to Glenn from Nightmare One mm -hmm. with Johnny Depp dying in the waterbed. So, I don't know. It went back and forth. I, I'm like, I'm not trashing the movie here, but I don't know. There was just some really, I feel like there was some very iconic and inventive kills in this one. I like the the, the whole Kincaid sequence in the. I like that they reused that set and they too. got the most out of it because I thought that part was really cool. It was like. This part really like stands out with like all the cars like kind of moving around and like shifting to trap him and stuff like and then the camera pulls out and you see they're all kind of like just like crowding him into this tiny little spot like oh I like that part a lot. Overall, I thought the cinematography in this movie was very good. Yeah. There were some really interesting and inventive camera angles that I don't remember in any of the other nightmare movies. Yeah, and I just want to give a special shout out to Linnea Quigley for being the face of the little souls in his chest, which I thought was kind of cute because oh, I love her. Cool. And she's awesome, and she's um, a Jersey Ghouls fan. Uh, anyway, um, let me see. That's fun. 
I don't, I'm going to admit, I didn't take any notes on this one. No? No, I didn't have, like, it was, I just um, enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. Yeah, I just kind of, yeah, I, I just kind of went along for the ride. Like, it seemed like it was more about, like, they thought up all these different, like, set pieces and, like, what they wanted, like, the character archetypes to be and then made the um, movie based around that. It didn't seem like a lot of plot, like, existed outside of the dreams. My favorite part, though, and, and this is a part that I remember from the first time I saw this movie, is when... <laughs> Is when um when he's murdering Donna, and he like gets the girl to like call her like into her dream so he can get her, and he's like, "All right, bye, bye, bitch." <laughs> and then she's just constantly repeating like going to her truck. And I remember I thought that was the funniest oh, thing yeah, in yeah. the entire world that it just kept playing over and over again while her friends getting like turned into a giant cockroach. <laughs> My favorite part of the transformation is when the top half of her is all cockroach and her legs are and sticking leg, out of the yeah. back. <laughs> no, but, I love when he picks up the little box and like looks in it. No, the- I, my favorite is when she uh, her face hits the goop Ooh. and she lifts her face up and the mask oh, rips yeah. up. Yeah. That, yeah, that's probably, so I good. think that's probably the best death. It's also probably the most iconic death from this movie is is the roach death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Although like, I definitely think of the work, like the part where her arms first fall off first, like that oh yeah, part when she's running out. around with just the two yeah. big bug arms, but she's still got her torso mm-hmm. and her legs. Yeah, that part. I, that's the, just so good. The the main thing I didn't like about this movie was the fact that the one girl was absorbing like all her friends' like personality traits and like powers and stuff. Like all of a sudden, she's way better than they are at doing that stuff. Like when when her brother dies. Like she gets the the nunchuck powers. It's like I never saw him touch nunchucks the entire movie. It's in All the very sudden, beginning. Is it? It's like three seconds long now. But he does a karate wh- montage. Okay, but oh, she's like, like she it. is yeah. whipping those things oh, around yeah. like super fast, and I'm I'm just like, why didn't you like try and stop this way earlier? She's like, well, I need to get the nunchuck powers first before I stop Freddy. I need to be able to do nunchucks. Um, <laughs> see, it didn't bother me. I thought it was cute, and I was glad because like I feel like I hadn't seen this particular. Uh, one in the series in so long. Like, I've never thought, oh, let me go revisit four. It's never one I'll, like, pick off the shelf to, to rewatch. And I enjoyed it. So it was fun. And I remember watching it as a kid and being scared. And, you know, you want to laugh? I watched it by myself in my room late at night. And I was... <laughs> I didn't turn my light off when I went to go oh. to bed. Like a total chicken because, and it wasn't because the movie itself scared me. It was because the last time I watched it, I was like, what, nine? And was scared out of my mind by Freddy. So like somehow that fear transposed itself into my modern life because I swear to God, I could watch it, uh, usually watch anything and then fall right to sleep with no thoughts. But I was like, me, I'm scared. It, I was like nine year old me again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was just funny. I enjoyed it though. It was a good watch. The My my big pet peeve, and this comes up in a, in a couple of the different uh, nightmare movies, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when they refer to him as Fred Krueger. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it bothers me. I'm like, his name is Freddy. It's Freddy Krueger. But like, he gets referred to as Fred Krueger a couple Fred. times. Oh yeah, he and does. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't. That's just. A, I don't, it just. It bugs me. That's it hurts really me. Funny. I'm like, his name is Freddy. It's not Fred. <laughs> not Frederick Krueger. Frederick. <laughs> Frederick Krueger. Krueger. His name is Freddy Krueger. Don't call him Fred. Frederick. You're not. Don't don't be so informal with him. How dare you? I know. You're not a best friend. Let's you don't go. know him. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Um. Yeah. So any, anything else for nightmare? No. no, it's fun. It's a fun it movie. Like, just, I mean, like it's it's not even on Elm Street movie, so already, like, your expectations are, like, you just want to kind of see, like, a bunch of crazy dream sequences, and I think this one delivers oh, more often than it doesn't. 
especially when you compare it to a lot of the other ones. A lot of the other ones, you know, you don't get this kind of satisfaction if that's what you're coming in for. This is probably the most. Also, I, I was looking at the um, the wiki. This is the second highest grossing Freddy yeah. movie. Wow. Ever. Like, this is it. This is number two. And I think the first one is Freddy versus Jason, which isn't even a Freddy oh movie, God. you know, technically. Yeah. That's just depressing. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys. Oh come on! Like outside Freddy of versus Jason, I you you don't you're not surprised. That's the most that's the most uh, no, like I'm, seen one. I can't say I'm surprised, but God, they fucked that up. I uh, I, I like it. Oh, we'll have to do that. I movie. like it. We'll I like Freddy versus Out, Jason. Outside of outside in in the in the Nightmare series, I'm not gonna count one. I'm not gonna count New Nightmare, and I'm not gonna count Dream Master or Dream Warriors Part Three. So not counting one, three, and New Nightmare, which I think are oh, among fans three. are like yeah. the most popular totally. ones. I think this one, I don't know. It's between this one and and Freddy's Dead. Yes, I love I Freddy's love Dead. I love those two. Yeah. Probably, probably like I'm talking like just under Ooh, Dream Warriors. Okay. Like yes. to me, like well, Freddy's, this is this yeah. is my franchise. This is a hundred percent my favorite franchise. I've I own it on. I still own the VHS box set, the one that's got Freddy's arms wide open when you have all the the tapes oh, together. Yeah. I have you know I have the DVD box set. Yeah, this is my franchise. So I absolutely I love all the movies, even part two. I will watch I once every. Three or four years, <laughs> but no, these are movies that I'll grab like just randomly. Like it's a random, like you know, Saturday. I've totally. got nothing to do. I need a movie on in the background. Mm -hmm. I will a hundred percent grab any of these, and generally, Dream Master and then Dream Child. Even yeah, the next, I love, I love Dream, Dream Child. Child. They're just they're all just so good. I will read, I, yeah. I really, really enjoy the deaths in Dream Child as Me well. Me too. Super like yeah. the deaths in Dream yeah. Child. The whole Freddy series is like, it, it's better than most series yeah. as far uh, yeah. as like consistency. It really is to me. Like, like the first the two, they're kind of like unsure, like how, like what direction they're going to take it in. But once they hit the third one, it was like, they didn't go too far. They did just the right amount of movies. I think that three, four and five kind of happened like too quickly. Mm -hmm. They kind of rapid fired all those out. That's why they're so similar. But they didn't stop that much further after that. Like they didn't like it wasn't like a Jason thing where it's like, let's reboot them every like 10 years and try and do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know. It's good. I like I liked it a lot. I think you'd be hard pressed to find one that I think is more consistent mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. this one, because yeah. some of the other ones just go so up and down. You know, yeah. and this one stays like I, I I love them all in their own way, even two. <laughs> yeah, even two. Well, this is one of the things I think it's something that, you know, the the Child's Play series is doing currently where it has the ebb and flow of being like a serious like I'm a horror movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to scare you getting a little goofy, getting a little goofier, getting straight up campy, which I feel like in Dream Child and Freddy's Dead, we got super campy, you know, mm -hmm. And then we go to New Nightmare, and we're back to straight up it's my jam. fucking is scary. It is. It's amazing. We need to talk about that soon. We will talk about that. It's so good. Like, just all the fourth wall breaking craziness. Oh, it's so and good. And scary, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, the way the that the, they completely <gasps> revamped Freddy's makeup, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, well, yeah, we got to We'll we gotta do We'll do go that. back. So, yeah. So, I think I think that's everything. As far as Dream Master, yeah. any other, any other? Okay, no, no just was, good picture. It was, Jeff. It was yeah. good, very, very fun time, very nostalgic. Maybe, maybe think about like Monster Vision and stuff. Me too. You know, and in a way that and scared like, me. 
Oh. <laughs> Get me up at night. And like, uh, well, they used to play just horror movies late at night back in the day. And they don't, they don't do that anymore. No, they don't. I they miss don't. those days. But I mean, there, now there's like 8 million channels. So now you have a channel that's all horror mm-hmm. movies all the time. And it kind of makes it less interesting than, you know, turning on CBS at like one in the morning and watching uh, like Father's Day or something. Yeah. Like, and be like, what is this doing on TV? Well, it's like I'm spoiled now because like when, when we were kids, it was like whatever crapshoot you had, whatever movie was on, that's what you were watching because mm-hmm. it was the only horror movie. Now I just sit there and run through all the options for an hour oh, and yeah. then I get bored and go to bed. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like I you just don't even watch a movie. No, you just, just look at all the options and, and then, then I fall you go to sleep. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True story. At least three nights out of the week. So I wish some would just make those choices for me um yeah so nate you ready for yours sure um for my movie i picked the 1990 something movie 1994 really wow 1994 movie brain scan featuring edward r furlong (laughs) edward furlong (laughs) who's who's a terrible actor but he was a face and he was he's terrible he's so bad like he can't he can't emote. He doesn't understand what emotions are, I don't think. Yeah, he's kind of got a, like a dead-eyed stare in his face the entire time. Sometimes he raises his voice, like that's his that's yeah. his method of he acting. Is he is he goes, yeah. I'm in Terminator 2. Uh, my first note for this movie is Edward Furlong dead or alive. He's alive. Okay. He yeah. is alive. Yeah, he's alive. Just checking. I thought he might have gone down with the rest of them. No, <laughs> the rest no, no. of the squad <laughs> in the early 90s. So Brain Scan is about uh, a kid, teenager, probably, I don't know. They don't really yeah. get into it. Too. They don't get into too many specifics, but I he's in he high school. He's, he's in high school. He's kind of like a like a recluse. He, he was in a car accident when he was a very small kid where his mother presumably died. So he's got all this trauma. He walks with a limp and stuff. And due to this, he kind of has like his own area, like in the upstairs of his house. He's rich as shit, yes, yeah. by the way. Anyways, Michael's uh, father is on a business trip, and he's not going to be back for a couple of days. Um, so his friend Kyle comes over, and he's telling him about this new game called Brain Scan, which is like a horror game. And uh, Michael gets the game because he's kind of like a like an outcast, kind of likes horror movies and video games and all that stuff. And he just wants to sit in his room and spy on his next door neighbor. Um, so he gets the game, and ends up. Uh, becoming like super realistic like he doesn't know like what's real and and what's fake and what happened and i don't know it's one of those movies um when i was a kid like it came out just the right time when cd-rom technology was becoming like a thing for computers and stuff so they actually had video games that were a lot like this brain scan game where you kind of like watch real actors like walking around and stuff and you make decisions and that kind of freaked me out when i was a kid like those types of games when like you'd see actual people being okay. So there's a game for the computer called Phantasmagoria, where if you get to there's a weird rape scene in it, but we're not talking about that. But at the very end of the game, if you don't do the sequence of events just right, like your main character can have her face like cut in half with a giant blade. There's a monster, like a demon they summon that will like literally like reach its fingers into her face, like through the eye holes in the mouth and just rip her face in half vertically. Like it's so incredibly violent and ridiculous. Like it almost feels like you're murdering someone. But the whole the whole plot of this movie is about like this game makes you feel like you're murdering someone. And is it real or is it not? And then it kind of it's like, well, you did murder someone, kid. You were hypnotized. You murdered someone. Now you got to go clean up the stuff. I don't know. There's just a lot of like little things about this movie. I think like that first scene 
when he turns on the game and he's sneaking through that guy's house and you hear like the demon trickster guy in the background like laughing as he's like cutting the guy's throat and like chopping his foot off and it's on first person like i don't know it kind of does some new and interesting things that i hadn't seen in horror movies at that point and it resonated with me because of what was going on with video games at the time and this movie just kind of stuck with me this was the first time I had ever seen or heard of this one, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, the trickster was interesting, the whole plot. And, yeah, I'm with you. I remember this, like, stage in game development, especially with CD-ROM games and stuff, and I had similar experiences where these games really weirded me out, so mm -hmm. it was interesting to see a play on that. Um, the f one <laughs> I do have one note that says, Ew, he's a creeper because yeah. he's filming her without consent. But then at the end, turns out she's a fucking creeper too. Yeah, they're she's perfect a, for each yeah, other. It's for, amazing. Yep, it is literally. Yeah. Although she fucking rejects, straight up rejects his ass, kind of. That doesn't make any sense to me. I yeah, that. I didn't understand that point. <laughs> so that made me mad. So you go through uh, spoilers if you haven't seen yeah. Brain Scan. Yeah, yet, you've had go, you've had twenty years. Go watch it now, years. or turn off the podcast and come back and listen to it after you watch it. But at the end, it's revealed that that that's the game. The game is to like really fuck with your head. And make you think you killed someone and make you kind of put you in these like moral situations where like, oh, you got to kill the girl that you like and blah, 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 that sort of thing. So you get to the end, you find out it's all that's just the game. You know, that's how it's supposed to work. So he runs next door to see this girl that he's been like hemming and hawing about, like, you know, talking to, even though she's like doing like little strip teases in the window for him and stuff. Like, clearly she's got a thing for him. He goes out and he's like, Hey, do you want to go out with me sometime? I'm Edward Furlong. I was in Terminator. And she's like, eh, maybe it's not really a good time. And I'm like, what the fuck are After you talking about? Yeah. Right. And After then he looks down that. and she's got pictures of him. She's playing. She's got, get, she's, man. that's listen. I don't know, it's weird. She knows that he's taking pictures of her. She's taking pictures of him, and she's not into it when he directly like says like, "Hey, let's let's smush." Like, and she's not into it. That I'm like, what? I was like, what is this twist? It's totally so unnecessary. But anyways, she's she's totally gonna smush with him at some yeah. point. But he does feel good about himself because at least he was able to man up and Do say something. what he's been. You know, longing to yeah. say. So yeah. good for him. No, there's a lot of like. I don't. This movie's really tense. Because, yes. because yes. you think the entire movie that like he's murdering like just random people like just barely getting away from the cops like that oh that I love the, I love the so doggy intense. with the foot when he, when he chops the foot off and the dog's got a foot and he's got to like chase it down be like please give me the foot back please doggy and then at the end of the movie the dog gets the foot again what's happening I don't understand and he hides in the in like grass so much with his head down I'm mm -hmm. like I want to go try that like if you hide in grass like this can nobody see you like I'm very curious about the logistics of that yeah I don't know it's it's <laughs> it's because it was a video game and and once you're in grass in a video game you're completely invisible right, until right. someone actually physically bumps into you mm -hmm. you're absolutely invisible good so point, it's point. just video game logic can be applied to a lot of this movie but, <laughs> but I don't know a lot of this movie like it feels kind of like relatable and realistic to me in ways that a lot of other horror movies aren't because like because there was a, such a horror fan yeah and there was a big to do about violence and video games and that sort of thing back then and like does that make you into a murderer so like i think this movie really is like touches on some interesting themes that's exactly and yeah. and you wouldn't expect it from from like a silly like he's got like a silly like monster design and everything in it like you don't really know like how to like take this movie but it actually touches on some interesting stuff 
Yeah, I agree. I think one of the themes that I played with was this idea of like, why do we love horror so much? Does that somehow mean that we have a darkness in us mm -hmm. or like an evil in us, you know? Um, and I think that that's a presumption a lot of people make about people who are in this genre is that like something must be wrong with them. They mm -hmm. must have trauma. They must have something weird going on. And so I love the part where he has to battle that darkness within himself. And I also love playing with the idea, and I'll throw this out to you guys, of maybe we all do just have a darkness in us and horror fans are more in touch with it than other people. I, I don't know. I think we absolutely do and it's just horror fans like they they're finding outlets for this stuff instead of just being like ah, fucking the fucking dog next door and snapping one day and like killing the neighbor's dog <laughs> we watch some horror movies uh i gotta say one of my favorite shots in the movie is when trickster eats edward furlong and it turns into an apex twin video <laughs> <laughs> some sweet special effects yeah. I've also never seen this movie before, uh, before watching it for tonight's episode. Um, but I realized I have seen Trickster before, mm -hmm. probably in a compilation or like some article about like the best horror movies. And I, so I know I've seen him, but I, I thought he was from Nightbreed. Uh, okay. He looks like some of the monsters that's from fair. Nightbreed. So that's where I think I thought he was from. But I love, I have a note, I, the en his entrance. Like, mm -hmm. when he first appears in the flesh on screen, I loved, I loved his entrance. He's, every every moment where they leave him alone is pretty amazing. Like, when <laughs> when uh, when Eddie Furlong has to, I'm sorry, Michael. I'm going to keep calling him Eddie Furlong. I because like it. He has to go downstairs and answer the door. And he's like, just stay here. And he just, like, he just starts, like, digging through, like, his food. He's, like, putting, like... Oh, what does he eat? Oh, he eats like bananas and mustard bananas, or something. And he puts a bunch of mustard <laughs> yeah. on it. And then the dude actually eats it. I'm like, you are a champion, sir. And he I eats can't like the whole chicken or something. Uh, he's, he's like, eating he's raw chicken. Eating chicken like, um, yum, 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 yum. And watching the Three Stooges. <laughs> watching the Three him. Stooges. It's so, he's such a good character. I, I very much enjoy when he wants to put on good music and then he dances around a Primus. Yes. Me too. Amazing. Me yes. too. Um, I also think like it's funny like the way they use the Three Stooges in this movie I found really interestingly symbolic because it, it just speaks volumes to the fact that in the mid-90s we have like this literal witch hunt against violence as if it is the pro the source of all problems in our society when meanwhile the people who are our parents and the baby boomers grew up with such fucked up violent shit in mm -hmm. their lives that was just like kids entertainment and like fun like the Three Stooges yeah. and Looney Tunes and all that fucked up shit. You put so like I a think... fun sound effect on it and, and all it's of a sudden okay. it's okay. Right? Yeah. So like our generation didn't have that. We explored horror as horror and, and I think to have a certain respect for the fact that you understand the darkness and you understand the thematic um, weight of horror is is really an important theme of this film. Like they're like fuck you people who are judging us because you grew up on Mo Larry and Curly. You mm -hmm. know so I thought that was a fun little symbol in the movie if mm -hmm. you will. No, yeah, it's I, I picked this movie. I picked this movie because we were talking about like what we're gonna pick for our guilty pleasure movies. I literally just looked like real quick through my movies and I was like, bam, brain scan. Because it's not it's kinda hard like to explain this movie to someone because it's a lot of it's not really like that horror. It's like it's it's got like all these like hard trappings around it and like the game is a horror game. But most of it's just like kind of like a suspense like movie. But also, when you look at like the big picture, it's actually talking about horror in the larger sense. And I didn't when I picked it like, like I said, it's a guilty pleasure for me because it makes me nostalgic for that period of my life and and I have that connection to those types of games and stuff. And that's what that's what I was thinking about when I picked it. 
But after watching, I don't even know if this. I feel guilty about this anymore. <laughs> no, I think you this is just a yeah, good no, movie. Yeah, no, this is a good movie. I think yeah. it's just a good movie. And I, it's unlike our vapid ass choices. It's actually pretty deep. Like it had a yeah. lot going on. No, I, I, you know what? The themes may not be. Yeah, I mean, I guess the themes are horror driven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even the monster makeup on the trickster, like mm-hmm. that, like he's he's scary. He's got like, a stretchy face. Yeah. Trickster's makeup is effective because it's like mm-hmm. he's a monster, he's a demon, but he's very human with with just enough makeup that he's not human. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, he, it's he, just enough. He kind of seems like a cool 80s music video guy, but then he's got like salad fingers. Yeah, and, like, and his this, stretchy and face. And the stretchy face and like the, the Beethoven mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like he's just on the cusp of being like in a Tears for Fears video, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's true. That's a perfect way to put it. But I really, that character, I really, I really enjoyed Trickster. This was, Me yeah. Too. Like I said, all, all three really enjoyed like we I, I think I told Marissa earlier there is one thing that ties them all together all three movies had dogs in them mm-hmm. <laughs> because there were the the dogs with the guy that got turned into the werewolves in Midnight Hour yep. in my movie uh, Kincaid had his dog Jason oh Jason Aww. Uh, who brings Freddie back to life with his fiery pee maybe and that's why he brings him back is <laughs> Jason no, I guarantee you that that dog is named Jason specifically oh, yeah. as a piss take for Friday the 13th because piss they're take, all. Get it? Oh, because oh. fiery dog pee. Oh my gosh. Woo. All right. And this podcast, we're done. Night. Amazing. We can't. It, it, yeah, it doesn't get any better. pinnacle yeah, right there. Off of the top. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a dog in, there's a dog in brain scan. So really, mm-hmm. this is a dog theme episode. Yep. Yeah. There we're going to call it guilty pleasures. Guilty but dog guilt, pleasure. It is guilty dog, but that sounds, <laughs> that sounds really that's bad. Nasty. Yeah. No, that's I, not. I know I feel guilty after some good dog pleasure. <laughs> 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 and I just, I don't know. I just really enjoyed, I enjoyed rewatching mine and I really enjoyed watching both of yours. And, yeah. and Nate, thanks for brain scan because I had never seen it before. So yeah. Thank same, you. Good time. Thank Thanks. I had never seen either one of your picks, yeah. uh, Nate and Marissa. I had never seen them, so yeah. I am I am better for it because yep. it was it was good times. No, you're welcome for Levar Burton. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I, I love Levar Burton. He was very close to Jordy though, with like him just striking out totally. with women constantly. I'm like, oh, so this yeah, he is got just real, his character. He got real handsy and grabsy at one point. He was. He was a little too like you little. know like no means no man. Yeah, he didn't get it. His character is always kind of a mess like that. I think he steals like someone else's wife in Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he falls in love with the hologram. Of I, was a lady. Saying, I was just going to say, I'm like, he falls in love, he falls in love with the hologram. He falls in love with the hologram, holographic reproduction of like a woman that designed like some part of the warp engines that he needs to fix. Yeah. Then he meets her for real. And she's like, you're a fucking creepo. Yeah. And then and then they get and then they get married at some point in the future. It's weird. It's super weird. super weird. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek. People. I love Star Trek. Star Trek. Jordy's a giant my, loser, so. One of my bucket list things is to try Star Trek in earnest. Oh, yeah. just, you I should just watch Deep Space Nine. So don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls, and you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on YouTube. You can find our podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud, and you can always find our blog, movie reviews, and podcast on JerseyGhouls.com. That's right. And if I could do a little self-promoting, please, please do. do it. Thanks, you guys. Um, please check out um, some of my writing over at HorrorGeekLife.com. And also, please make sure that you're following the Women in Horror Film Festival. And if you're sitting on a script or a really 
really good horror movie, please feel free to submit it. The deadline has been extended. And also, please, if you are local to the Pennsylvania area, please make sure you're checking out the Pennsylvania Short Film Festival, where I will be judging not only comedies this year, but also local films with local flavor. Jackie, can you help me translate those into English? Like, could you be like, Wooder? And I'm like, wait, Jackie, I need a translation. Um, do you mind? But, I will. I will uh, thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, we're, and you should definitely be checking out all these cool things because I'm a part of them and they rock and it's independent films and it's fun. Let's yeah. Yeah. You get the Jersey Ghoul seal of approval. That's right. And we're there. That's like celebrity Damn. power at all yeah, these things. Totally. We're Come super meet us. famous. Yep. Go ahead, do your. <laughs> Is that note? Did I miss it? Bye bye. You guys are such losers. <laughs> <laughs> A reading rainbow. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.